right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is January 27th, 2022, and week 156. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Mist of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about comfort. Jesus says he will not leave us comfortless. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, man. All right. So let's go into a word of prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, thank you for this blessed opportunity. Lord, we thank you for just another day in the land of the living. Lord, we thank you for being an awesome God, Lord. Uh, no matter what's happening in this life, Lord, continue to remind us, Lord, that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm, Lord. Continue to strengthen us, continue to increase our understanding, increase our uh, wisdom and knowledge, Lord. Uh, Lord, help us not to continue to fall into the same traps, making the same mistakes over and over again. Lord, continue to help us just to grow in your word and in you. And so, Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight that uh, your word would go forth, Lord, uh, that everything we say, everything we do, uh, it would all reflect upon you, Lord. We would be letting your light shine lord the light that you gave us you are the light and so we would only be letting your light shine through us and so lord we're praying all these blessings in your precious name jesus amen amen all right so we're going to come from john chapter 14 and we're going to start at verse 18 uh, the title says will not leave you comfortless and these are the words of christ so let's pick it up and see exactly what he was talking about here i will not leave you comfortless i will come to you i will not leave you comfortless you know this is a powerful sentence this is a powerful statement coming from jesus he said i will not leave you comfortless i won't leave you hurting i won't leave you broken i won't leave you struggling he said i'm going to come to you i'm going to help you in the time of need i'm going to be there for you uh, I, I i was thinking about lord excuse me <coughs> i was thinking about uh this topic um uh, a little while ago because I just began to look around and see the need for the people of God to be comforted because we get out uh, in the world in life and we go through so many trials and tribulations we go through so many struggles and we find ourselves being troubled being conflicted being afflicted and we need something to comfort us. And so we search in all of these places. 
so we put all sorts of things. We use all sorts of things. We do all sorts of things to be comforted. Somebody likes to go to the spa. <laughs> Somebody goes in and, and gets their, their toes did. They go and get a back massage. You know, we do all sorts of things. We say, well, if I can just, uh, if I get in the jacuzzi, if I get in the hot tub, we do all kinds of things. Somebody wants to go into the sauna. We're doing a lot of things. Somebody said, well, if I go to the gym and exercise, I haven't lifted weights in a while. Well, I haven't went for a run in a while. If I just did that, I could clear my mind. I can ease the pain, ease the burden that I'm going through, the struggle that I'm going through. And so we do all of these things thinking I'll be okay. But what we find is that it's not enough. We still have those same problems. The, these things might have helped. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying some of those things might not have helped. But we leave. After a period of time, we still find ourselves right back in the same situation. We're not comforted with the eternal comforter. And so Jesus says, I will not leave you comfortless. He said, I'm going to be there with you to help you. Because I don't care how strong we are. I don't care how tough we are. Uh, from a physical standpoint, even from a mental standpoint, I don't care how strong we are in Christ. You can say I've been in Christ for 15 years. It does not matter how strong you are. You're still in the flesh. And there are going to be things that you either see slash go through and it's going to trouble you. It's going to cause you to keep thinking about it. It's going to cause you to stay up at night. It's going to cause you when everybody else is having a good time. Everybody else is smiling. And you might even put on a smile. But deep down, you're troubled. There's something that's going to trouble you. I, 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 it does not matter if, if you're uh, the leader of the Bible study. It doesn't matter if you're uh, the teacher over here or you're this person or you're that person. It does not matter. You're the deacon. You're, you're, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter is what I'm trying to tell you. There's something out there that will trouble you. And so when those times come, we have to know where to put our trust, where to put our hope in, who to put our hope in. We have to know. So Jesus tells us, he said, I won't leave you comfortless because he understood the time is coming. These were some strong individuals he was talking to. Peter, we know Peter was a strong individual. Peter he said, look, I'll die for, I'll die with you. We're, we're going to go down fighting. If anybody's going to do anything to you, Jesus, they're going to have to go through me first. You know, you have people like this in the world. There's some tough guys out there, man. You guys are tough. Nothing scares them. They said, look, I, I'm going down fighting. I'm going down swinging. I don't care if it's 15 of them. I don't care if it's 500. I'm not going out like this. 
And so for even those people, there's going to be a situation that comes. And they're not going to find any comfort. See, that happened with Peter. Jesus told him after he had cut the man's ear off, he said, Peter, put away your sword. Put your sword back into its sheath. Those that live by the sword, they'll die by the sword. And so now Peter, he doesn't understand what to do here. He's not finding any comfort. They have taken Jesus and even killed him. And so what did he do? He went back to fishing. The only thing he knew to find some comfort. And as soon as Jesus showed up again, Peter was out on the, <laughs> he was on the boat naked. And as soon as Jesus showed up, he jumped in the water to cover himself. See, it doesn't matter how strong we are. There's a situation coming. There's something that God has prepared just for us. To let us know we need him. We need the comforter. So he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Now, Jesus said he's going to do this. Let's back up. To verse 16. And let's see what he said there. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. He shall give you another comforter. There's already one comforter there. Jesus himself was the comforter. And he said, God is going to provide you another comforter. It's going to be the same comforter, just in a different form. And I don't want to get into the Godhead tonight. Because somebody still won't understand that. It, it doesn't matter how well you can explain it. It doesn't matter which verses you go and show them. Someone just won't understand it because they have not the comforter. So let's keep going here. He said, you're going to receive another comforter. Uh-huh. That he may abide with you forever. That this comforter can be with you forever. See, we need that tonight. We need eternal comforting because, yeah, we get over a situation. We get past a situation. There are some things that God may have delivered us from. We get past that. We no longer may need to be comforted on that anymore. But there's something else coming. And so we're going to need the comforter again. So I thank God that he said He's going to abide with me forever as long as I choose for him to be there. Now, you can put God out. You can cast him away. You can not even invite him in in the first place. And this is what we do. We don't, So often we see in life. The best things for us, we don't want them. We don't want the best things for us. You know, we we understand that fruits and vegetables, we understand that those things are really beneficial to our bodies. We know that, Melvin. Nobody has to tell us that all the time. We've heard it so many times. Nobody has to tell us that anymore. But you know what? <laughs> we don't want those things. 
is not appealing to us. There's nothing comforting about them. We just don't like it. We say, well, they don't taste good. Well, I don't like the texture. Well, I don't like how it smells. I don't like how it looks. We find all these different reasons to not have the things that are best for us, even from a natural standpoint, from a physical health perspective. The things best for us, we don't want them. But now anything that's greasy, that, that has a lot of sugar, that's sweet, anything of that nature, it appeals to us. We say, now this is way more comforting. <laughs> we say, I feel good when I eat this. But how long does that feel good last? How long does it last? 15 years down the road. The effects that this potentially has on your body. How comforting is that? Now I'm having to take these pills. For the condition that I put myself in. How comforting is that now? And so these are the mistakes we make when we come to God. He's wanting to comfort us. But there are some things he's telling us. We say, I, I just don't like to hear that. I, I, I don't care for that. Well, why can't I do this, God? Well, why do you, do you want me to do that? that? That just doesn't make sense at all. We don't find any comfort in what God is telling us. And so what do we do? We make the wrong decision. And then years down the line, we're saying, God, save me. God, help me. Because I made the wrong decision. And so we have to understand these things. I know even the other day, um, I was asked to eat uh, a certain food. I just looked at it and said, uh-uh, I'm not even trying it. We do God this way. We won't even give him a try just because of how something looks. He said, I'm not even going to try that. So, Jesus says, there's a comforter coming and is going to abide with you forever. Let's see what he said in 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. This is the comforter. The comforter is God's spirit, the Holy Ghost. The comforter is the word of God because Jesus told us the words he speak, their spirit. So the word of God comforts us. We need the word of God. This is why we have so many of the issues we have. We're going to have issues. Don't get me wrong. But are we attacking those issues with the word of God? His word will bring us through situations when we use it. Hello. There it is. <laughs> Wait, mine isn't. Is yeah, it? hold on. I need to do one more thing. Sorry for the technical difficulties. All right. If you guys would let us know if y'all can hear us now. Okay. All right. We're going to get this thing figured out <laughs> at some point or another. The show must go on. And I think. I'm sounding like I'm coming from the left and you're coming from the right. I need to fix that. Okay. 
remember where that setting is. But you can go ahead though. All right, so I'm gonna read while he's doing that. I'll read again John 14 and 17. He says, Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but we but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come unto you. We should be back straight now. So what we're finding, you know, as a as a parent and every parent does this. There are certain things that your child will receive from you that other children won't receive. It doesn't mean that parent didn't love those other kids. But there's just a special love that a parent is going to have for their child. A parent is willing to give everything they have to their kid. Now the kid up the street now, they'll give something to them, but it's not going to be the same way. It's not going to be the same level of love. And so Jesus here says the world cannot receive the spirit of truth. The world just can't receive the same things that God's children has. When uh, the disciples, the disciples asked Jesus, they said, why are you speaking to them in parables? He said, it's given unto you. He said, for you, it's given to know this. You're my child. That's what he was telling them. You are my child, so I'm giving this to you. But to them, it's not given. So there is a separation between God's children and those who are not. There's a different level of comfort that the children of God are going to have that the world just cannot have. They can't understand it. They can't perceive it. Paul told us in one place, he said, we're not like those others who don't have hope. We still have hope today. As I look around the world, so many people lose hope in so many different things. You can see even in marriages, sometimes someone loses hope. And I'm not trying to offend anybody, but sometimes people look at the situation and they say there's no more hope here. We can't go on. Now, sometimes it might be so. But I'm talking about those scenarios where things should be worked out. Now, I know sometimes things just can't because the scripture alludes to it. Sometimes you might have one person wanting to be saved and the other never does. So I'm not talking about every scenario. I want to make that clear to you. But there's a lot of times in life where we give up hope. But the reason why is because we don't have the comforter. If we had the comforter, we would continue to have that hope. If we acted on it, if we stay strong, if we stay grounded and rooted in the word of God, we would understand. I can't give up hope. I have to continue, continue hoping and believing in Christ. 
I want to get that scripture. Um, I didn't plan to go there. But let me find out where it is really quickly. First uh, Thessalonians chapter four. And 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, He's, brethren. I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to know this. Knowledge is truly power. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant. Uh-huh. Concerning them which are asleep, mm -hmm. that ye sorrow not, mm -hmm. even as others which have no hope. See, there's something about being in Christ. It provides hope. Because this does not only apply to someone who has passed on. This applies to every situation. Because we run out of hope so many times in our lives. We run out of hope. But Christ wants us to know. He said, I won't leave you hopeless. That's what he's saying. Sometimes we feel hopeless in life. Because everything we're trying just doesn't work. Everything we're seeking to find comfort, to find pleasure, to find happiness, to find peace. It's just not working. But it's because we're trying all the wrong things. Someone out there has fallen away from Christ. Where we might have been stronger than what we currently are. We've taken a step back from him. And we can't find the comfort, the happiness we thought we'd find. We've got to get back to that place with God, even better than what closer than we were before. We've got to get to that place where we continue to hope in him, continue to believe in him, even when everyone else turns their back on him. Because other people around you, they don't truly have their hope in Christ. We can see how they talk. We can see that when a situation arises, they look at how it appears. And they said, man, this will never get better. This will never work. They've lost hope. They don't say, well, I'm going to hope and trust in God for him to work these things out. They don't have hope. And sometimes, a lot of times, I'll be honest with you, a lot of times, if you continue to hear people be negative in that manner, it's going to jump on you. Late in, the, late in the night, in the midnight hours, when you're still up, you might have said, yeah, I believe. But there's going to be that thought that comes in there and say, you know what? Maybe so-and-so was right. Maybe there is no hope here. Maybe there is nothing left for me to hope for. But now, if you stay with the word of God, you'll find there's always a reason to have hope in Christ. Because the scripture tells us all things are possible. All things, as long as we can believe in him. All things are possible. So we didn't go and pick up the beginning of John. But I want to actually... Uh, pick up something else. Let's let's go to Second Corinthians, chapter one. 
2 Corinthians chapter 1 and let's start at verse 2 Jesus said he will not leave you comfortless and so I understand we're all going through some type of struggle and we're all trying to be comforted but we gotta be the only way we can truly be comforted is being in Christ let's see what he said now Grace be to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what we're talking about? We're talking about comfort. We're talking about having hope, having faith, having a belief. He said grace and peace. Now, that's comfort. Grace and peace. There's a, so many things going on in the world right now. We don't have peace. So Paul opens this up. He says, look, grace be unto you. Grace be to you and peace. Look at who is coming from, though. This grace and peace comes from God. This is the only comfort that's going to last you. Now, notice I didn't say this is the only comfort. This is just the comfort that's going to last yeah, you, you'll, you'll get hurt again, but God will pick you up again. So he said grace and peace. All right. Blessed be God, even the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. the father of mercies and the God of all comfort. The God of all comfort. I thank God that we have a God who will comfort us. You know, <laughs> Especially as men, a lot of fathers, they don't really want to show this side. They say, I don't want people, you know, it's a thing among men, especially. Men don't want other men to see them cry. Because as from a worldly standpoint now, this looks soft from a worldly standpoint. He said, that's, that's weak. You know, you don't let nobody see you cry. But now I thank God that he shows these emotions toward us. Now, God is not emotional, but now he is willing to show. He's willing to wrap us in his arm. See, there's some men they don't want. They don't hug nobody. They don't want they don't walk around hugging people. Because it's something that's seen as being soft. But God, he'll wrap his arms around you. He'll comfort you. He'll pick you up. He'll let you know he loves you. As a man, men don't say this. If you think I'm lying, go to one of your friends. If, if Go to one of your friends that's a male. Especially two men. A matter of fact, tell strangers you love them. They're going to think you're so, so strange. Coming from a man now, people find that strange. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, man, you shouldn't even show comfort. You shouldn't even show love and affection, especially not towards another man. Man, that's weak. But I thank God that he doesn't think the way the world thinks. He's willing to comfort us. He's willing to show love and compassion toward 
us. Let's see what he said. Who comforteth us in all our tribulation. Now, this is how God has treated us. He's comforted us in all of our tribulation. Whatever problem we're going through, he'll be right there with us. Some problems people go through, family and friends, they'll put them down. They'll uh, neglect them. They said, man, I don't want you to be around me if you like that. Even if they're trying to get help. That's the sad part. Some people want help for their problem. I'm not talking about those people who don't want help. I know somebody wants to stay in their condition. But some people want help. And the people they're coming to, they feel that the problem they have, they don't even want to be seen with them. They don't want to help them. They don't want to help. So some people are out there seeking some comfort and they just can't find it. But tonight, I want to let you know the real comfort comes from God. All you have to do is come to him and he'll meet you halfway. He said, I will come unto you. He said, I will come to you. I won't leave you comfortless. I won't leave you hopeless. I won't leave you that way. All you have to do is come to me. Let's see what he said now. That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Now, I like this particular verse because Paul is letting us know we got to learn how to comfort people. Now, it's not about lying to someone. Because sometimes people lying, telling them uh, false truths will make them feel good. But now he's not talking about that. So I don't want you to get that twisted. But he says, we have to know how to comfort those people going through trouble. The same way God has comforted us. We got to learn how to tell them, hey, keep trusting in God. Keep hoping in him. We might even share our share our own testimonies of how God brought us through something. It might not have been the same thing. But just comfort them to know you can get through this. Comfort them to know. That whatever you're going through, somebody else has went through that same thing and they have overcome. But the devil will tell us you can't get through it. You, you, you never will make it through this. There's no way for you. So he said, comfort them the same way God has comforted us. Did God not bring you through something? Can he not bring them? Go ahead now. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounded by Christ. He said, even though we're going through a lot of things, we have a lot of comfort, though. It makes it worth it. It makes it bearable. He said he wouldn't put more on us than we could bear. Because he's going to comfort us, even as we're going through. He's going to be there. Every time to pick us up. I want to get one other place. Let's move over to the book of, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 12. 
let's pick it up at verse 12 here. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Oh, is it chapter 4? Yeah, Hebrews chapter 4 and 12. I think our connection is pretty good now. Yep. By the grace of God, because I don't know what happened. <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> um, in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. My God. You know, sometimes you need something quick. When we're going, actually, we always want something quick. When we're going through a problem, you want something quick. If you get a headache, Somebody said, look, take an ibuprofen, take an aspirin, take a Tylenol, because you want something to happen to you quick. You don't want to take a pill, and it's going to take 10 hours before this pill relieves your headache. Or if your arm hurts, or whatever, whatever's hurting you, you don't want, you want the quickest thing possible. Sometimes people go and they get it directly injected in them. They might get a shot. They said, well, this would be quicker for you. He said the word of God is quick and powerful. This is where we can find our comfort. If you got a problem, the word of God will solve your problem quick. Now, it might not be as fast as we want. God still might call, cause you to be patient. But now his word is still quick. Is, is still going to help you get through whatever problem it is if you choose to use it. See, the Tylenol works only if you choose to use it. Only if you choose to use it. God's word will work for you, but you have to be willing to use it. So he said the word of God is quick and powerful. Uh-huh. Again, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, mm -hmm. piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit mm -hmm. and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You know, there are things. The reason we lose comfort is because something came in our mind. You either seen something or heard something that took away your comfort. It attacked your thoughts and your heart. He said the word of God is able to discern between these things, to discern when what you've heard, you can't allow this to overtake you. These, this is implementing fear into your heart. And God hadn't given us the spirit of fear, but of power. That's what the word of God is. It's powerful. So, what we're finding is we need God's word to be comforted. This is what we need. But some people, sadly, are out there with his word and have not his spirit. You better make sure you receive his spirit. Somebody out there has the word and no spirit. The scripture tells us he's looking for people to worship him in spirit and in truth. They got to have the spirit and the word. Got to have both. Let's see what he said, man. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, mm -hmm. but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. The word of God sees right through every one of us. 
There's no one who the word of God cannot penetrate, cannot touch you. You know, there's some things. Uh, let's keep going first. Let's keep going. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the, into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold our hold fast our profession. Uh-huh. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Wow. We have a high priest. We have a God. We have a Lord. We have someone. He said, look, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched. So he, because he put that word not in there, he said, we have someone who is touched, who is moved by our problems. You know, sometimes in life, a lot of times in life, you're going through problems and you can tell someone and they don't even care. You can tell someone certain things. And the only reason they're saying, what's wrong with you? What's going on? They're just trying to be nosy. You're just giving them something to talk about today. They didn't have nothing else to talk about. And so we have someone who's moved with compassion. I'm reminded of the scripture when Jesus seen the people. The scripture said he was moved with compassion. I think that was when the people, um, they had been with him for days and they were hungry. He's moved with compassion. And that's the type of God that we have. When you're going through something, he's looking at this. He said, man, I, I got to help. I want to help. But we have to let him help. So he says, you don't have someone who's not moved. He, he's moved. He feels what you're going through. Every now and then when we're going through something, somebody said, you know, I, I felt that. I feel that. And that's how God is. He said, I can feel the pain. I feel the agony that you're going through. Go ahead, Mel. Let us, uh, oh, I didn't finish it. But was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. This is how Jesus can understand us. Because he's been through it. He's been through it. He experienced the same problems we've had, we have. And I would say he experienced even more problems than what we've experienced. And yet he overcame. And so when anybody has overcome something, they can teach you how to overcome it. They can show you. They can continue to encourage you. And that's what Jesus is wanting to do for us. He said, I will come to you. He said, I've been through this stuff. I've experienced hurt. I've experienced pain. The shortest scripture in the Bible. He wept. Jesus wept. He wasn't crying for fun. It was pain. We cry all the time. Sometimes we might not do it when we're around someone, but things just bother us. Even if, even if the tears never leave your eye on the inside, we're crying, we're hurting. 
He said, look, I moved. I'm touched. I'm not one of these people who just don't even care. People can see someone hurting and they'll make fun of you. People will see you hurting and make fun of you. I, I always remember. I don't know why, but I always remember uh, seeing. Uh, I forgot the actor's name, but the guy who played the Black Panther in the in the movie. Uh, I forgot his name, but I always remember seeing uh, how he was. He had cancer, and how he lost so much weight. And I remember seeing how people made fun of the guy. People can see you hurting and they're not touched at all. People can see, wow, you know, he, he's lost weight. He, you know, in your mind, you know somebody's sick when they when you would see his condition. You could look at him and tell he's sick. And they weren't moved. They weren't touched by his weakness at all. This is the sad world that we live in. People will make fun of your weakness. But God is not so. I thank him for that. I thank him for that. You know, I think about being in high school, Melvin. <laughs> I had a weakness. My eyesight just wasn't that good. <laughs> so I had to put glasses on. But even in your weakness, people aren't touched. They say, oh, that's four eyes. That's a nerd. That's a dork. They say all sorts of things because they're not touched. They're not touched. And so that leaves you comfortless. You're trying to figure out well, what can I do about this so that I don't have to continue being humiliated, continue being talked about, made fun of. You're looking for some comfort. This is what's this is what goes on in the world around us. But I thank God that he's been through this stuff. He's been humiliated. God knows he's been humiliated. I feel more than I have. I know they hurt me, but I feel they hurt him worse. He's been humiliated. He knows what it feels like to be called a dork, to be called ugly, to be called this, to be called that. He knows what it feels like to be in a condition. There, we're in conditions we didn't even ask for. We're born into families. We didn't ask to be born in these families. We're born in a way we didn't ask to be born that way. And someone still cannot be touched by that. They can't be touched. I don't care if you reach out and put your hand on their face. They cannot be touched. They just will not be moved by it. They don't care what problem you have going on in your life. They'll make fun of you about it. But I thank God tonight that we have someone who can be touched. He's moved. He's filled with compassion. He'll comfort us. He said he'll comfort us through all of our tribulation, not just some. He won't leave us. He'll comfort us through all of our tribulation. So let's read that verse one more time. Actually, let's go back up to four, uh, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great, yeah, a great high priest. He's a great high priest. All right. Go ahead, man. That is passed into the heavens. Mm -hmm. Jesus, the son of God, 
Let us hold fast our profession. You know, when you find something great, you ought to hold on to it. When you find something that's worth it, you ought to hold on to it. I don't care what it is. If it's something that's so magnificent, it's worth holding on to. There's some things that people get. They say, man, I'm not going to sell this. I, I won't give this away. I won't do it. It's because it's such a great price. It's of such great worth. And that's what Christ is to us. We got to hold on to him because he understands. There's a song. He says he understands. He understands. Some people just don't understand and they don't care to understand. And so as we find ourselves going through whatever it is tonight, hold on. That was a, uh, I, I need to listen to that video again, but I remember um, hearing the testimony of this lady who wanted to commit suicide, wanted to kill herself and her children. That tells me she was losing hope. And so she went around searching, searching for a reason to hold on deep down somewhere she didn't want to do it but there was another part it was something warring against her mind telling her just end it you don't have any hope left there's no comfort for you and so she heard this group sing uh, some songs and the last song they sang was called hold on and the lady said when she heard it that was the word that she needed to hold on. And so I'm praying we would hold on to Christ because he's worth holding on to. He's been through what we've been through. We, at some point or another in life, we want to give up on certain things. It can be a job. I've seen so many times we're trying to do something, even on our job. We're trying to do something, and it's not working. You, you know what we say? Man, forget it. Oh, shoot. I'm tired of it. We're tired of the struggle. We're tired of the struggle. So we can't find any comfort. We're troubled in our heart. Jesus told us in John chapter 14, he said, let not your heart be troubled. He said, you believe in God, believe in me. Hold on to me is what he's trying to tell us. Even though you're troubled, hold on to me. So we find ourselves in that situation in life. We're going through a struggle. You know what? We say, man, I want to give up. This, this ain't even worth it. But the enemy is tricking us. He's deceiving us. So... He tells us, hold on. All right. For we have not an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, mm -hmm. yet without sin. All right. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Paul said, grace and peace be unto you. I'm not quoting that exactly how he wrote it. But he said, grace and peace be unto you. We can have this grace and peace 
because of what Jesus did. We got to come to him, though. He said, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. We've got to come to him, though. It will not work if we won't bring him into our problem. We have problems, and I've seen this happen. People say, well, what does that have to do with God? You know, I've, I've seen people go through certain problems. I say, you know what? You need to talk to the preacher. Now, I'll tell them that, and even me being a preacher. But if I don't feel comfortable with whatever situation, I say, you, you need to go to someone even above me. And people will say, well, what? What does that have to do with this situation? He, he can't help this problem. That's how we feel about God. Well, he can't help my problem. We think God is only about certain things. He's only about going to church, clapping your hands. We think God is only about getting baptized. We think God just isn't concerned about our problem. God can't fix certain problems. That's what we think. It's certain problems he just can't fix. This has nothing to do with him. But that's where we mess up. So he said, let us, for this reason, once you understand how Jesus has been through these things, he said, now come boldly to him for him to help you. Oh, go ahead, man. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That we can get some help when we need it. That we can get some help. I love to have some good help. <laughs> Somebody says it's hard to find good help these days. But I love to be able to come to God and he helps me. He comforts me. Because God knows we get in situations where we need comfort. And we find ourselves wanting to give up. It can be, we'll, we'll find ourselves getting to the point of uh, giving up when we told ourselves to begin with. We said, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep working at this thing. And the devil, God knows, will get to a point. He said, man, this is just too much. But we're told we got to cast down those imaginations. We got to get it away from our minds and get back to the word of God. So I thank you. I went a little longer than usual, but I thank God for you. And I hope you would find yourself being comforted. But we got to get back to God to do this. We got to get to his word. We have to receive his spirit. And so if you have not done these things, that's your mission tonight. That's the mission. So at this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Melvin. God bless you guys, and thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank you for bearing with us through all of our technical difficulties. Uh, I see we have a few comments. David says, Jesus said that he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother and will never leave you nor forsake you. He said he will go with us all the way, even until the end. Um, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. 
for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, he also says, even on the cross, Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus himself crying out for comfort. And, you know, it just ties in with one of the verses that uh, we just read. He was tempted. He experienced everything that we have already. So he knows how it feels. He was God and made himself into a human. And that's why he, because even I had the thought myself, I believe I asked Tony some years ago, I said, why did Jesus have to fast? I mean, he is God in the flesh. Like, why did he have to do it? I mean, and um, he said, you know, it's for our example. He was showing how we had to do as humans, you know, fast, pray, and all those things. So um, that song is definitely true. He does understand. And um, I remember Tony mentioned earlier about how a man, you know, wouldn't like to show affections, especially to another man. And it, it can definitely tie into um, pride or your ego. And um, so we also need a way of humbling ourselves. And God definitely has various ways of humbling us. Um, I remember even talking to my mom about this last year, and we were saying that we've never seen a year before and where it rained so much. It rained so much last year. And I remember driving back from um, my wife's parents' place back to Oxford, Mississippi. We ran into a really bad storm about 40 minutes away from Oxford to where we couldn't see. It was hard to pull off. Um, I tried to take an exit so I can um, just sit there and wait for it to pass. We could not see anything. The wind was super, super high to where it was shaking the car. I remember it was rocking back and forth. And that just goes to show how powerful God is. Now, what are you going to do in that situation? Have you ever been in a situation where you just didn't know if you were going to make it out or not? I know that was a situation for me. And we heard the tornado sirens, you know, your phone gives the alert. All of that was going off. And um, it was a tornado warning. So that means, hey, we spotted a tornado. Seek shelter immediately. And it felt like it was right on top of us. I don't think it was, but that's what it felt like. But that is a very humbling moment. You know, in one place, God says you're less than nothing. It just goes to show how insignificant you are compared to the power of God. We didn't know what was going to happen. You know, all I could do was fix my mouth to pray. <laughs> I was scared. I'm not going to lie. But we definitely need to um, humble ourselves in, in everything, even me in, in some situations. Uh, because um, Jesus said, unless you come as a little child, and <laughs> we have to be like a little child, soaking up information and not act like know-it-alls. And the comfort, that's the Holy Ghost. And I believe one place he said it, he said it plain. The comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Tony mentioned it earlier. We need to get baptized in Jesus' name. We need to get the gift of the Holy Ghost and evidence of speaking in tongues. That's what we need. So again, thank you guys so much for bearing through us, bearing with us through all of our technical difficulties. I see that we don't have any more comments. And the devil, he tries so hard to stop the preaching of God's word but the show must go on 
So thank you again for tuning in. As my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good message each and every single week. We would love to see you there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if God blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening live with another message coming straight from the Word of God. You guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in again. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.